Mathis of Jaguars football. Rasheed Mathis just got it. He's going to the 15-10-5. Touchdown, Jaguars. They beat the Steelers. It is Thursday, December 19th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, impeached former assistant sanitation director from Trustville, Alabama, J.P. Shadrick. He didn't get through the Senate, though, so I don't know. Uh, welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour. I'm J.P. Shadrick. He's Jeff Lagerman. Mm. Tony Baselli, you might have heard of him, will be in shortly. He is in route. And uh, we've got a lot to discuss today on this program. Something happened? Yeah, some, a few things have happened. Mm. Yes, uh, Tom Coughlin is no longer employed by the Jacksonville Jaguars, relieved of his duties. We'll cover all of that. We'll hear from head coach Doug Marone. He spoke again today, which is not normally, doesn't normally speak on Thursdays, except on this pro, on the uh, Doug Marone show. But he did speak with the media today after the happenings last evening. We'll get some player reaction in the locker room as well. But really, it's on to Atlanta. That's up next for this team. Uh, everybody here knows they have to win football games down the last two weeks of the season. Falcons this week and the Colts next. What does the future hold? We'll discuss some of that with Jeff Darlington, ESPN reporter who had some tweets involving the Jaguars the last couple of days. That's all coming up on this program. Tom Coughlin out as the executive vice president of football operations. And Jaguars owner Shad Khan put out a statement yesterday and last evening, in fact, when it happened, and said he had thought about this earlier in the fall and thought about doing it at the end of the season. Uh, he reconsidered after the recent day's events and made the change immediately. And he later said that Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone will each report directly to him on an interim basis uh, his expectations and those of Jags fans for the final two games in the 2020 season are high. So, uh, after everything that had happened with the Players Association, it seemed like that was the last straw. And the, the final two lines of that letter from the PA really had a damaging effect, I think, and could have had a damaging effect on this organization. Oh, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt. And I think that uh, that was the reason why the, the time frame for letting Tom Coughlin go was pushed up. Because it, if, you know, because there, first of all, there were reports out there that, that Tom Coughlin, you know, and people on different articles wrote this, said, hey, why don't we just let him get to the end of the season? And then, he, you know, he, reports are that he was going to retire, yes. resign, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, first of all, I don't believe those reports. That's not how Tom Coughlin is wired. And I think Shad Khan, as the, the owner of this organization, after what the NFLPA put out, he wanted to be able to counteract the, the magnitude of their statement. And the magnitude of their statement was it was, a, it was letting every player in the National Football League know that Jacksonville is not an attractive place. And so if, as an owner, Shad Khan sat back and did nothing, then it, that story still goes on and it still reverberates around the National Football League. Mm -hmm. By acting and terminating the employment of Tom Coughlin, it's a response to that letting players know, I think, around the league that, hey, look, that's not how we're going to do business. That's not how we want to do business. We want to be an attractive place for you as players. And, uh, and I think that that's why the time frame of it changed. That's why he moved it up. Because if, if, if you don't move it up, 
then you're not responding to such a strong statement by the union. And I've never seen a strong statement like that. You've been at it for a lot longer than I have. Look, I've been a part of the union. I was a player rep for many years. I was uh, an executive committee vice president of the union for a few years. I mean, so as a union, we never did that when I was a part of it. I never, I've never seen the union do anything like that. And, and, and I, I contacted some people and I said, you know, g- give me an idea of, you know, how many grievances are we talking about on an annual basis to where the Jaguars have 25% of them? Mm-hmm. And they were like, look, our, our, you know, our legal department, we don't want to let that out. And I, I think the reason why they didn't want to let that out is because they, they, they said what they wanted to say. And they wanted to end it. They didn't want to have the conversation to continue. It won't be charts and graphs. No, they don't want them. Way. They don't want to have no, a no, conversation no. with anybody about that. You know, they said what they said. But my guess is, somewhat educated guess is, ballpark of in a year, there might be twenty to forty grievances in a year. Okay. Maybe. Okay. So you I mean you do the math? I mean twenty percent or twenty five percent. You know, so that might be if it's. 30, obviously, it's a handful, and if it's 40, it can be a lot more than that. But to your point, uh, Mr. Khan had to make a big move in response to that to, because this organization obviously has to work with the Players Association. That's how this business works. They have to, moving ahead, be able to compete and, and have players know that this is a place they can come uh, work. Well, look, the reality is, and I, I said this I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. I've been in that position before, having to go down and to knock on Tom Coughlin's door. Yes. You know, I, I had to do it many times in the early years when he would try to bend, break certain rules that were collectively bargained. And I, and I want people to understand because a lot of people think that, that these, are, these are union rules. It's not union rules. It is collectively bargained agreed upon rules by the NFL, the management council, and the union. This is a joint set of rules. It's not some set of rules that the NFLPA throws out there. For one side. Willy-nilly. No, no, no. It's everybody's playing rules. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody knows this is the playing field that we're under. This is a set of rules. And and with, with Tom, I always appreciated the amount of rules that he had, and I always appreciated how he had kind of a, a, a zero low tolerance policy for everybody to adhere to his rules, but there were times when there were fines that were, were unjustified and were were controversial. And I had to be the one to go down there, knock on that door and, and explain to him. And I and I said this many times. For being a rules guy, such a rules guy as Tom Coughlin is, and, and I'm not trying to beat the guy up because I got a lot of respect for Tom. Mm-hmm. But as much of a, of a rules guy that he is, and that he has a, law, a very long set of rules, he did it as a, as a coach, and then obviously as an EVP, he still had a set of rules that the team was to abide by. But as a, as a guy or as a leader or as a coach or as an EVP that has a set of rules that he expects the players to abide by, he should understand that there are also rules that he needed to abide by that are set forth, again, not by the NFLPA, but by the owners and the union that have been collectively bargained. And 
And when I when I saw the statement that was put out by the NFLPA, mm-hmm. I knew that something was going to happen. And I didn't I didn't know the time frame, but uh, you can't let that something like that just go. No, you can't let so, that slide. No. Now the question moving ahead is what now? And what now is that at least on an interim basis, according to Shad Khan, Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone report directly to him. Uh, there was no official statement about beyond this season. I think these next two games will tell us a lot about some of those answers the day after the season is done. Yeah, I think, I think that Doug in this press conference today got it right, and he said that he he didn't expect any kind of notification about what happens beyond the next mm-hmm. two weeks. And, and I appreciate that perspective from Doug. I, I will say this, too. I can't imagine – trying to lead this football team as as a coach and trying to do it with the backdrop of this other stuff that's going on. I think that makes it makes the the head coaching job that has been here incredibly challenging. No doubt about that. Incredibly challenging. Really wow. Yep, yep. I mean so I think as a coach, you know, you want to instill discipline, accountability and everything else. But do you feel like sometimes that, that maybe you can be over the top? Because if you've got players that are already getting beat up by the fine system and are, and are having to file grievances and, and have this, this attitude towards the team, and then as a, as a coach, you almost probably feel like you're piling on if you're trying to instill your own discipline and accountability for what, what your expectations are sure. as a football team. There's a lot of discipline going around. Right? Yeah, so uh, it's, it's almost like, you know, okay, as, as parents, let's say you got a set of parents for a kid, okay, and mom finds out that you did something wrong and she breaks out the ruler and you get a couple butt swats. Well, guess what? Dad comes home and does he do it again? <laughs> Is that fair? <laughs> They're like, no. It depends on how no. bad whatever you did was, I guess. Uh, I mean, I know that's a terrible know, comparison, but I'm just kind of having fun with it. And it, that it kind of gets to the point where it would feel like dogpiling. But, I mean, so uh, I, I give credit to Doug Marone for, for, for handling a lot of the – because, you know, this football team, for the most part, with the exception of the Jalen Ramsey incident, this has not been – a football team that has been distracted, that has had a lot of sideshows, mm-hmm. that has had Leonard Fournette leaving the sideline to go get into a fight like he did last year. I mean, sure. it, everything has been, I think, for the most part, for the most yes. part this year has been pretty good. A little, little of that stuff early in the season, you know, Kansas City game. Yeah, Miles the injection of Miles that, Jack, but, but, you know, but then I think it kind of went away after that. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, I kind of – kind of can sympathize with with a head coach having to coach in that environment that's not that can't be easy let's hear from head coach Doug Marone and his message to the team today after what happened yesterday but I want to remind you of one thing you know our focus is on the Atlanta Falcons we have to win there's no different nothing's changed from what I said before you know we're all fighting you know for our jobs for our life really i mean that's what we do as coaches we all know that that's what the situation is no different for the players you know they have the same thing so again you know it's a tough situation um but you have to keep your your focus and you have to lead and you have to go out there and, and do your job hold no punches there we have to win it's a pretty strong statement for a football team that um, is going to be up against it the next two weeks. Well, and you, look, you're you're facing Atlanta Falcons 
football team, I don't know if they're in quite the same situation, but the seat is hot in Atlanta sure for Dan Quinn as the head coach and they, also for the general manager, Thomas Dimitro. They've played better lately, but in general, they didn't have a great start at well, all. Well, they started out 1-7, yeah. and seven, yeah. and they're 4-6 and six, uh, or 4-2 and two in their last six games. So they've been playing pretty well, and they just got done beating one of the best teams in the NFC on the road in San Francisco. And they have all pro-type weapons on offense. Yeah, they got know, a couple parts. of them that are pretty good. Parts. They're missing some parts, too. They don't run the ball well. I mean, so they have some shortcomings, too. But, uh, but yeah, they're, they're playing good football. And, and I think the one thing that concerns me is that if you look at – what they can do is, well, they can score 40 points on you. Well, they can score 30-some-odd points on you. And the Jaguars, offensively, can they keep up with that? I mean, they have one of the most dynamic wide receivers in football who had a monster game last week in Julio mm-hmm. Jones and had the game-winning touchdown catch. He had In the game, he had 13 catches for 134 yards and two touchdowns. He can do everything. He can run by guys. He can body guys up. I think the one – category that he hasn't probably been phenomenal in as a as a pro is touchdown score but he still has been scoring enough touchdowns more than than the Jaguars guys have had I mean DJ obviously has more but uh and then they have a pretty good tight end in Austin Hooper they lost something when Calvin Ridley went on injured reserve last week Matt Ryan has seen everything and anything you could throw at him as a quarterback so uh and they're a good football team right now. I mean, sure. and you can't argue that. That's right. I mean, when you, you win, win four out of six, you're playing good ball. Let's come back. Tony Baselli standing by. Proud of the Jaguars left tackle will join us. He's in person this week. He's usually at Westwood One. We'll get an explanation as to why from the big fellow when we come back. It's Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. I'm Jacksonville Jaguars General Manager Dave Calder. Did you know you can ride your bike to our home games and valet park for free? That's right. Stop by our check-in tent sponsored by Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow, and an on-duty Zen Cog Bike Professional will park your bike and ensure it's secure during the game. When the game is over, return your claim ticket to pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. Go Jags! The Built for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible in select 2019 model year vehicles, vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. Do you ever dream of standing on the field alongside the Jacksonville Jaguars at TIAA Van Field? Enter today to become the Aaron's Fan of the Week and make that dream a reality. Visit Jaguars.com slash Aaron's and enter to win four tickets and four sideline passes to the next Jaguars home game. Plus, one grand prize winner will win $2,000 in store credit from Aaron's. 
Go to jaguars.com slash Aaron's today and enter to become the Aaron's fan of the week. We'll see you at the bank. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Like I say, like nobody's perfect. I think he's learned too, you know, communicating better with the players. Uh, just trying to understand us, you know, it's a different uh, di- different generation of guys too, you know. So um, I think he's doing, he's doing a tremendous job with us and uh, he's very understanding this year. So I love him, Doug. Leonard Fournette loves Coach Doug. Head Coach Doug Marone. Uh, this is Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, and Tony Vaselli has What's joined up, us. boys? In person this week. Yeah, no, no Thursday night football this week. Thursday night football's over for the year. Um, it's Saturday football, so I'll be in Tampa. Triple header. Yeah, I'll do Tampa-Houston, which will be fun. Mm-hmm. And then I fly to, from uh, Tampa to Atlanta, uh, little what, Jags-Falcons. Uh, I was listening to Jeff break down the Falcons. I agree with everything he said. It's going to be a tough matchup. Good offense. What time's your game Saturday? 1 p.m. Oh, you got plenty of time to get to Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. I actually might meet you for a late. Day. I landed uh, like eight twenty-five. You guys will just be on your, uh, just right. cutting open the steak at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, we're good for that. Yeah, we can always do a little. I'm, I'm thinking, we're we're the carnivores that we are. Oh, gosh, <laughs> we're gonna go down this road. Great. Right, by the way, I never got a response, but I sent a text out. Said, are we in for? Why well, I, I was eating a lot. I was trying to figure out my schedule. Your schedule. Point, yeah. Ah, okay, you got an excuse, well, Joe. I guess you don't love me. That's okay. that's true. By the way, speaking I'm of here, I wasn't invited. Yeah, you were invited. Speaking of food, <laughs> I, I had a, uh, one of your cookies. You like them? Oh my you? gosh! I, in the next break, I'll be having another one. Yeah, right. Jeff brought a little one. Christmas present. It was nice. Mm. Let's get to the big topic of the week, of course. Yeah. Um, not <laughs> well, a food. couple of things have happened. Not <laughs> food. Um, Tom Coughlin's out. We we discussed it in the first segment, Tony. And uh, after everything that happened earlier in the week, it just felt like something was going to come at some point. Well, I think the one thing that needs to be clear, the letter from the NFLPA and all the stuff about grievances and overturned and 25% of the grievances to the, against the Jaguars and what the PA said of that last statement, which I think was a little bit of a cheap shot. You know, I don't think that's the position of the PA to be releasing that stuff. I mean, if they want to go just to the members, but I don't think that needed to be a media release. I think it was over the top. With that said, that was not the reason Tom Coughlin got fired. All that did was speed up the process. I am a, of a even if you read the statement that Shaw put out, yes. and I'm a firm believer that Tom Coughlin was going to, not going to be in the role of EVP 
at the end of the season. I think that was a done deal. He I think said, Shaw, yeah, he said it. In I, the I think Shaw clarified that. Shaw made the decision. Obvious. All that the NFLPA letter did is speed up the process by two weeks. That is it. Yeah, I, I didn't know what was going to happen with Tom at the end of the season prior to the NFLPA's release that they had. When I saw that, I was like, it's over. But the, but Jeff, the, uh, and I, I mean, I, in your mind, were you the same way? No, no. I thought I thought before the before anything ever happened Monday with the PA, I thought that Tom was probably going to be not no longer uh, the EVP of this organization. Now, could I have seen a scenario that maybe he does you know something else? You yeah, know? I thought maybe that uh, he would have a different type of I role, thought, advisory, even that, existent or something. Even, yeah. even that I thought was a long shot. I thought what would happen more than anything, maybe. Tom would retire or whatever. Yeah, but did you ever get the impression I, no, that he would retire? he was not retiring. We were he just was never going to retire. That no. was not going to happen. No. And so I think it needs to be clear that this decision was made. I don't know who put those reports out, though. I mean, who would, why are those reports out there? I think that's somebody just trying to throw something and see if it sticks. It's not true. But that's not, that's not in his nature. No. That's not him. No, no. And so I think that. Um, but I think it's an important thing because it was not just the NFLPA. I mean, I think if you look at one of the things I love about the NFL, and especially when it's done right, is that as a player, as a coach, and as an executive, you should and usually are judged on wins and losses. Wins and losses in the overall direction of the organization. And I think all of us, every fan, Every media person, everyone associated with this organization or not associated with the organization, that the wins and losses are not in the right uh, tallies, are not adding up correctly. And I don't think anyone would argue that the organization right now, from a football standpoint, just talking on the football side, is moving in the right direction. From, and when I say right direction, getting better year over year. No. As a football team. No. no, they're not. And so that's what you're judged on. And when you're sitting at the top, and it happens all the time, start the players. Players, when you can't perform anymore, you get cut. Head coaches, when you don't win enough games, you get fired. GMs, front office people like Tom, executive president, president, if the organization's not winning games and not going the right direction, Change. changes are going to be made. Yep. It should not be a shock. And no, I th- it's not a shock. But that's the one. That's shocked. the great thing. By anybody is we should that you're judged, and it's one of the things I loved as a player. At the end of the day, you knew where you stood as a football team at the end of the, every week. Either you did it or you didn't. You do did it. or didn't. As a player, you're judged. You sat in the film room afterwards, and you were judged based on your performance. It should be no different from anyone within the organization. Is at the end of the day, you're judged based on your performance. And I think that Shad looked at it. He decided that it wasn't going the right direction, weren't winning enough games. And uh, when you're the boss, sometimes the boss goes out first. And Tom yeah. was the boss of uh, football operations. Uh, last place in the AFC South last year. Bottom of the AFC South again this year. Uh, obviously, a change was coming. But that letter... We just sped it up. That's oh. all it did. It just oh, sped I, up the I, I, We now, we now yeah. know that. But I, I, my thought was is that if it wasn't going to happen, it surely is now. When I saw all that fair. released by the, by the PA. 
I've just I've never seen, and I know you said that they probably went over the top. I don't really see how that was kind of over the top. I, mean, I don't. Because, I don't. I don't think it's the PA's job to start making proclamations of where players should sign or not sign with free agency, and that's what they did I, with that but last. I, but I think there is there is a role for the PA to make their players aware. You can make them aware. You don't. They did not need to write the last sentence. Which which sentence? The didn't last you write? sentence was. So as you're making your decisions of what teams to go to, please keep this in mind. What they are saying there, and we all read it, and we all know it. Don't I, if you I have, have a, a choice, don't go to Jacksonville because be, they beware. they because they find players. Which I have is a feeling not the place that, that of the PA. was in response to numerous. I think uh, if you if you just kind of followed Tom through the years. Oh, was the, it, it was. Oh, I agree. It was, the, it was a the, shot. It the was number, a bullseye shot at him. The number of kind of him, kind of thumbing his nose incidents of, of at the union have been numerous, and so I think this is kind of one of those things where finally the union just said, "You know what? We've had enough. Let's put this out, this information out, and let's just tag it with this one line." And uh, you know, so I get it. I mean, look. Uh, when you're abrasive and rude to somebody, at some point somebody's gonna respond back, and not in such a kind way. Mm-hmm. That's what do they call that? There's a term for that sometimes. Revenge. Can, <laughs> revenge. Retribution. Payback. Retribution. Karma. <laughs> Karma. I mean, that, use whatever you want. But even with all that said, I don't, I'm disappointed. I don't think the union needed to take that shot. The fine putting it out. But how so often? What, 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 what would you have been okay with them putting out as well, far as Well, first of all, here's my question. And maybe just, the, it, just the percentages? Well, here's the other thing, Jeff. And you were the head of the union for the team, the union rep for the team, and very involved. I wasn't. So there's something, and I'm not saying I, I just don't know as much as Jeff does on this area. I don't recall, though, in the history that I've been since I got drafted in 1995, and now we're sitting in 2019, ever an instance as a player or as a person covering teams, covering games, and following it very closely, that the union has ever filed a press release about winning grievances against a, a ball club? Uh, not as a percentage as a total, but they have issued releases about grievances that have been won in the past. Naming specific teams? Yes. Okay. I, and, uh, and individual cases. Okay, great. But not as a summary yeah, like of this, one team. Yeah, like that was just – I thought it was just – I don't – like – too much. No, and then me, the last line was just, yeah. that's where well, it got me. Let's move it forward now. All right. The, uh, the move has been made. Sure. Tom Coughlin's out. Is that enough to mend the fence with the PA, with this organization? And what's I, I, the well, future I, of that relationship? I think that, Shot, and first of all, the, the fence, I don't want to say you have to have it mended, but I think there definitely needs to be some type, type of relationship going forward. And, and it doesn't have to be buddy-buddy with the union. But I think Shad Khan's response, I think, is the first step, and it's the most biggest step. Anything that happens after that, I think, is a matter of icing on the top, so to speak. And, I, and look, if Doug is the head coach here next year, uh, and if I were a head coach in this situation next year, I'd want to reach out to the union and say, hey, look, obviously how things were done, have we're not going to be doing business like that anymore. What can I do to help make this better, to let you know so that your constituency knows that going forward 
we are a place, a, a destination that will treat the players fairly in the collective bargain under the collective bargaining agreement. So I think well, I, that 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 will take so place. So if you do that is the is the is the uh, PA going to send out another No, they're release? not going to put out a release. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I think the that, way that's why the the release of Tom Coughlin from his duties was the biggest thing that you could do in response to what the union's press release was. And I think I think moving forward I think as you asked the question JP mm-hmm. I think one Letting Tom go is, you know, sends a message, even though we all know it wasn't the reason he got fired and sped it up, but to the union, they'll they'll view that as a check the box we got, you know, we won. The other way you mend that fence is just follow the dang rules. Just follow the CBA. Not hard. That's all you got to do. I don't think you have to, like if you, what Jeff said, if you want to call and do that, that's fine. Like to me, that's window dressing. The way you fix yeah, a this, window dressing never hurt. I'm not saying it does. Yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong. The way you fix it, though, is you just follow the dang rules, which I've always and I said this Monday night, which is always like Tom, the ultimate like follow the rule guy. If you, like making players follow the rules, didn't want to follow the CBA rules, which is just ironic to me. But like moving forward, just. Do what you're supposed to do. Treat the players the way there's, mm-hmm. the, the CBA says to treat them, and everything will be fine. Real quick, yes, I, I heard people talk about how uh, players of today have changed and the rules have changed. The rules haven't changed. The, well, they've lessened. They're different than when we played. As far as the, the, the CBA. Well, there's more rules that are enforced as far as the requirements for That's OTAs. That's right, off-season. But for the most part, there's not a whole lot of difference between what we had and what is with the players of today. Now, now time spent, practice yeah, rules, time yeah, spent, yeah. et cetera, it's, it's a different. little bit more detailed. Yeah, right. yeah. But for the most part, the rules, they've been there for a number of years. So it's not like this is some new landscape that everybody had to adjust to. That, no, you're right about that, including Jeff. It's been Tom years. Coughlin. It's been years since these rules have been put in place. So, right. so, and then the other thing is, is that if there is any confusion where you're not sure about a rule. Pick up the phone. Hey, uh, can I get a little clarification on what I can and can't do under the collective bargaining agreement? Picking up that phone, right? Mm-hmm. That's not a hard thing to do. Let's come back in a moment. We'll have an update from Ashlyn Sullivan, News O the Day, and Jeff Darlington from ESPN will join us over the phone line. If you want to do game day a different way, visit the Experiences and Upgrades tab in the Fan Zone on the official Jaguars mobile app. You can purchase unique experiences like pregame field passes, press box tours, seat upgrades, and much more. Check it out today when you download the official Jaguars mobile app. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is bone. Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. 
plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today, the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Built for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible in select 2019 model year vehicles. Vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. This NFL season, the pregame starts at Duncan for DD Perks members. Because this game day, Duncan is offering Jaguars fans a $1 medium hotter iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team's success from the sidelines. Head to Duncan and start celebrating before the game even begins. You heard that right, Jaguars fans. Duncan is giving you some extra fuel to cheer on your team. So this game day, it's easy for you to get a kick before kickoff. The Jaguars and America run on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limited one per member. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 For the CSI Companies. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour with your Jaguars Digital Update. I'm Ashlyn Sullivan. The Jaguars back on the practice field today, getting ready for the Atlanta Falcons. Everyone on the injury report practiced fully. That's great news, especially for DJ Chark, who missed last week's game due to an injury. Obviously, the big news of the day is Tom Coughlin no longer with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The big man, Calais Campbell, paying his respects. Uh, that's the only thing guaranteed in this business has changed, you know, especially when you um, – you know, don't perform like, you know, we're capable of performing. You know, change happens a lot faster, a lot more often. So, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for uh, Coughlin. This team's out of the playoffs, has no chance for a winning record. So why was last week's win in Oakland so important? A.J. Boye gives his thoughts. We also know like what we've been through through these these losing streaks and throughout the, all these weeks and things like that, just the adversity we face and just to know that we kept pushing through it and just to come out with a win, you know, it just brought us that much closer because we saw a lot of heads down. We seen what was going on and people didn't give up. We didn't give up on each other and that's what made it even better. Stay tuned the five o'clock hour head coach Doug Marone joins the show the show. Much more Jaguars Happy Hour coming up. Football. What a play by Will Blackman. That's the biggest play you could make. Quad Fecta. Sack, cost fumble, recovered fumble, touchdown. 
Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Baselli, the Jags and the Falcons coming up. Oh, yeah, there is a football game this week, too, yes. After mm-hmm. everything that's happened earlier in the week, it's um, somewhat easy to, to kind of forget that, but that's what's coming up this Sunday in Atlanta. Uh, let's go to the phone line now and welcome in from ESPN, Jeff Darlington joining us. Jeff, what's going on, man? How are you, sir? Oh, probably not quite as busy as you guys are. It has quite been the, uh, quite the twenty-four hours for y'all. It's been a, it's been a busy couple of days, no doubt about that. Uh, Shad Khan put out the statement last night. Tom Coughlin is out. Um, it, you know, after everything that happened earlier in the week, it, it, Mr. Khan said that it just kind of sped up the process a little bit. Essentially, what's your reaction right. to Coughlin being out of here? Well, an inevitability, um, and quite frankly, I think the reason why. Uh, Shad Khan had to expedite this was pretty clear. I mean, you cannot have the players union saying, uh, directing essentially players to consider avoiding Jacksonville. I mean, that's a death sentence. And uh, I've honestly never really seen anything like that. And I think it's uh, not the, I don't want to go too overboard here, but I think it's a reflection of, of the culture that uh, unfortunately has existed um, within, within the Jaguars organization for the past few years. And um, I, I think it's a much-needed change, and it's just not uh, you know, the old-school the old school way. It doesn't always work. Jeff, we were talking a minute ago about how do you, how do you go about fixing the, that, that release by the union? Incredibly damaging. Is the yeah. firing of Tom Coughlin enough, or – does more need to be done? Does it? Does the the team need to reach out to the union in the off season? The head coach need to reach out to the union. What needs to happen next? Yeah, so, I, from what I understand, those communications um, have and will continue to occur. I mean, I know Dave Caldwell has um, a good relationship both with his players and with the union itself. And um, I, I think, from the sense that I get talking to people around the league, uh, that that. That narrative started and ended with Tom Coughlin when it came to the Jaguars. Uh, you know, whether you believe that Dave Caldwell uh, deserves to be fired or not, it, it certainly should not fall under the merits of um, the egregious behavior of Tom Coughlin over the past several years. I think that that's, uh, that's something that will essentially resolve itself with his departure, to be completely honest. Jeff, when you say egregious behavior, like what do you mean specifically by what behavior are you speaking towards or about? Maybe egregious isn't the right word, but just the, the I mean, if you have all of these grievances being filed by a player to the point where, you know, some of them, some sometimes it turns into a trend to the point where, uh, you know, it becomes maybe in vogue in the locker room to go ahead and just file your grievance immediately, or you know, if it's a former player in that case. But in general. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire with a lot of that kind of stuff. And I just don't think, um, if you look around the league, the number of grievances that were being filed, er, filed, and a lot of them were coming from the Jaguars organization, generally speaking, you can look a little deeper and find out um, why that is. And I I think in this case, um, you know, Tom Coughlin had a a very set agenda. Uh, He had a, a real disciplinarian plan in place. And um, and it it to a degree backfired, and I think 
the NFLPA, I mean, look, the thing is, whether you agree with it or not, if the NFLPA is telling its agents and players to consider steering away from Jacksonville, something has to change. That's too much to, uh, to get past. You can't get beyond that. Uh, if you have that culture in place to where the NFLP is doing that. Yeah, that's a pretty big blow. I mean, you're right about that. I mean, when the PA, because that's, you know, have, I don't think we've ever seen the PA coming out and making that strong no, a statement. No, haven't, haven't was, ever seen so that. So you're right about that. That, that strong a statement it usually requires some sort of response. All right, let, let me insert something in here because, Jeff, I think your word egregious would be accurate if it were my $700,000 <laughs> that were taken <laughs> in a fine schedule. Uh, because yeah. I would want my right. seven hundred grand plus back, interest, and I would want interest back. And if that ain't egregious, I don't know what is. Well, and the other thing is, if it gets to that point where you're finding somebody seven hundred thousand dollars, where is the other action taken? It's just, I don't know. That it just doesn't fit. It's just not the way that the NFL works these days. I mean, look, here's the deal. The other thing is, I know Jalen Ramsey is a character, and uh, and he's a lot to deal with, but he's still on the Jaguars right now. Tom Coughlin was not um, in the position that he was in. And I think that that um, is, is talent out the door right now. And I, I, that is a perfect example of what, uh, you know, what you can't have in an organization. Jeff, I, I think that might have worked out pretty good for the Jaguars, to be honest with you, though, with all those draft picks. Yeah, and you got a player that, well, that didn't want to play yeah, and was faking an injury because of it. I mean, to me, that's the type of player you don't want, regardless of who the yeah, EVP I mean, was. To, to, to that point, especially, I'll take that one back from the standpoint that <laughs> you're also you're also dealing with someone you're going to have to pay a lot of money to. That's right. And who knows where that goes. So, so that's a fair point. They they did get a, a hall of picks there as well. But I just think managing talent is such a key component to the job. And when we think back to all of the positives and all the things that we talked about that were were such good things about that 2016. Wow, was it 2016? 17. Uh, the, yes. What's that? 17. Was that right? 17. The 2017 squad, it was the, the characters. It was the, the passion and the, the way that that defense fought. And, uh, and if you're going to have those kind of players, you also have to have the kind of culture that allows them to thrive, and that just did not exist anymore. Jeff Darlington with us, ESPN reporter covering the National Football League, a long time at NFL Network before that. You had a series of tweets yesterday, Jeff, after this all kind of went down. Um, and yeah. moving forward now for this organization, Caldwell and Marone uh, on an interim basis will be reporting directly to Shad Khan, but yet a series of tweets uh, thinking that they could be retained for the future. And um, it sounds like you have a little support for those guys. Yeah, I mean, I just get, I get the impression that Shad Khan is going to support them past this year. The interim uh, aspect of the, the, the wording of that statement made me kind of like, wait a second, that doesn't exactly jive with what I was, sort of uh, understanding the situation to be. Um, but that was also explained to me in a, in a context that, uh, you know, that, I, look, I think that there is still a little bit of a window open for Shad to make a decision there. But uh, from what I understand, they will be back in 2020. So, Jeff, let's look at those two uh, individuals, head coach Doug Marone, Dave Caldwell, who's the GM. Um, as you look at from the outside, because we're here close, I think we all talk about the tough situation, and, and Doug's done a yeah. pretty good job of holding it together with all the things yeah. that have been going yeah. on. you, you got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, but looking at the situation where this team is from a coaching standpoint, which we just talked about, but then also the roster. I think a lot of people, you look at the holes in the roster and 
and some of the missed draft picks and and throughout the years and and the history of of drafting under Dave Caldwell. What are you hearing, or how do you view it from a distance of why those two individuals should be brought back? Well, I mean, I certainly hear far, far more noise suggesting that they should not be. I can tell you that. I mean, I, I understand, for instance, as, as you guys know, as well as anybody, the sort of, um, <laughs> I mean, the discontent that exists within the Jaguars fan base. Um, I, I mean, look, I understand that, we are now prone to treat that 2017 season as the outlier uh, when it comes to Dave Caldwell's resume. I just would, and I know we're, maybe we're never going to find out or maybe we will. I would just love to know if the roster that he put together and then was a top-ranked defense in the NFL that year uh, would have sustained. I mean, look, yes, Tom Coughlin came into the organization that year and as such, he's going to get some credit for that. But that roster, in my opinion, was built by Caldwell. And I do believe, um, outside of the quarterback, which is going to be a black mark on his resume um, you know, throughout his career, uh, outside of the quarterback, that was a championship-caliber team that he put together. Jeff Darlington from ESPN, always good to catch up with you. We appreciate your insight. We'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure, Jeff. Thanks, guys. Appreciate there you. There he is, at Jeff Darlington on Twitter. Good follow and uh, a lot of thoughts about the Jaguars this week. Yeah, I think it's going to be be interesting to how, you know, Tony's questionnaire about about how Caldwell and Doug Marone will be viewed, you know, going forward. And, and we've talked about uh, Doug and as far as Dave goes, you know, will – Will the mistakes at the quarterback position, because they coincide with Coughlin's arrival here, does that fall on Tom Coughlin, or does that does that fall on Dave Caldwell? Because the mistake Tom was here when we drafted Blake. Well, no, I'm talking about the contract extension. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. And then the subsequent, where you have essentially bypassed the Pro Bowl starting gotcha. quarterbacks on the AFC roster right now. So uh, that, to me, is going to be very interesting. Well, and I think one thing that I, I think is important as you look at it, and it'll be interesting, maybe better uh, description than important, is as, as Shot evaluates the Dave and Doug, I would think you'd have to do it separately because completely different situations. I mean, what Doug's had to do as the head coach and managing a lot of this locker room and the noise and all the things that go on and a roster that I think all three of us would agree. I know Jeff, you and I've talked about having a lot of holes in it because of missed draft picks throughout the years is in the job he's done injury, the Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew. I mean, Really keeping these guys, you know, there's a bad five-game stretch there. We lost by a big margin, mm-hmm. but keeping those guys fighting and hanging in there. Yeah, you could make you could make a case either way for and against each guy. Yeah, and then and then looking so. at Dave as the big picture, not just the last three years when Tom's been here, but Dave's been here since 2013, and looking at the entirety of what's happened. And I think each of them separately are going to have to make a case to Shad of why they are the right person to move forward. And it'll just be interesting to see how that evaluation is done. Um, but I do think – I would think you would do it, both of them separately as individuals based on the jobs they've done throughout their tenure here in, in Jacksonville. No different than the job that you made a decision based on, uh, about Tom Coughlin and looked at his performance and what he had done and all the things that you liked and disliked of his tenure and ultimately led to his departure. Let's come back. 
Now let's talk a little ball. The Jags and the Falcons coming okay, up let's this do Sunday. It. Unless you guys want to keep going about this. We can... No. No, ball's no, no, good. No. Yeah, ball's you're, good. You're done, huh? Yeah, ball's good. I'm done. Back in a moment. It's Jaguars <laughs> Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit Dick'sWingsAndGrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags fans, Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers who can provide first-class customer service. Recognized as a best place to work on the First Coast, they'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you'll need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com at ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. I can't remember the exact time I was uh, working on goal line short yardage. And um, and then Coach Coughlin walked in, and, and he said that uh, uh, had just let me go. So I think those are all, you know, we've, we've been through this, unfortunately, in coaching it happens. Uh, we've been through it before. Um, 
I kind of just, you know, took a step back and uh, asked coach, you know, is there anything that I can do for you? And um, coach was as, as professional as you guys know he would be. Head coach Doug Marone on when he found out the news last night, Tom told him himself in the office. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour. Final Easy few for you minutes. to say. <laughs> I'm JP Shadrick. That's Jeff Logman. Tony Baselli is here in person. Our thanks to Jeff Darlington for joining us earlier. And the Jags get the Atlanta Falcons this week in Atlanta. Yep. First regular season visit to the new stadium. The Jags played a couple of preseason games. By right? the way, yes. Great press box food. No. Great practice. It all comes I, back I was, to food. They didn't. They didn't have great it, when we were there the last time. It is they, good. I just, it. I've already. I was there once already for Thursday night. Well, the last time we were there, the proof didn't even work. Right. They have a soft serve ice cream machine. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, Outstanding. All right. So meat and soft serve this weekend. Here we go. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know. Go ahead. Sorry, JP. It's a battle of five and nine football teams. The Falcons. That's why, that's why we're talking about the press box. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. The Falcons were not good early in the season, but they've one and seven start. They have come back a little better as of late the last month or so, and they've uh, certainly won the last two. They beat two good teams, Carolina. It was certainly San Francisco, twenty nine twenty two in the final play. Of well, that they game. beat they beat New Orleans a little bit before that. Now, yeah. so uh, and then they had the ball to tie. They, the, the, and the second time they played New Orleans on Thanksgiving, I was there. They almost had that game. They had, they had the ball with a chance to tie it down by eight? down eight. eight. Yeah. Finished twenty six to eighteen. Yeah. So. Uh, Matt Ryan leads the league in completions this year. They're still throwing the ball over the yard. Because they can't run it. They have an offensive line that literally they, – they want to be a zone team, and they can't run zone. They just – they don't block it very well. If you And I know you've watched it already, Jeff. Mm -hmm. I've watched it as well. If you look at San Francisco, their most successful runs were running power. They got the rookie guard, the right guard, uh, Lindstrom, I think it is. Lindstrom. Yep. Yep. Uh, he's back. He's been back a couple weeks after being hurt from this year. Their best running scheme is more of a power scheme, and it's not that good either. That's why they throw it so much. They drop back and throw it as much as anybody in the NFL. Schweitzer, who is their left guard, struggles. Terrible. Right. Well, <laughs> not very good. Did you watch? Have you watched the uh, New Orleans tape? I didn't yet? watch that one yet. Go watch the. Go tell me what you think about McCarry, the, the, the rookie first right round tackle. pick right tackle. Go watch him. Yeah, for people that don't Cam know, Cam Jordan only had like seven sacks that game. They they have two first round <laughs> picks on the right side of their offensive line. Yeah. Chris Lidstrom, first round pick. He was the first of two first round picks Boston from College. Boston College, mm -hmm. and then McGarry is a, a Washington guy, and he was the second first-round pick that they had, Caleb McGarry. He's a big dude now. And they list him, and I was looking at 66306 is what they list him at. He's a little bigger than that. He's much bigger than that. A little stiff, Looking though. at him on film. Yeah, he's a little stiff, but he's a big dude now. He's big. I think they're going to be fine. Long-term, yes. Long-term, I think they're fine. But you this can, week. You can get after. Good matchup this week. Oh, you can Jags. get this after way. the right tackle. If I was a defensive tackle or a pass rusher, period, I'd want the matchup on Schweitzer, the left guard. I'd take that all day long. After watch, go watch the New Orleans Saints. Just watch the pass plays against the New Orleans okay. Saints, and you'll be begging. I'll take McGarry. You'll be begging to go against McGarry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How about this question? How do you cover Julio Jones with two people? Two. Doug two said people. today that he would, or uh, Todd Wash said they're going to rush one and uh, drop ten back. Yeah, I mean he's not far <laughs> off. I mean he is as as gifted and. Special of a wide receiver as there is in the NFL. Um, I think there's only been a couple of them like him. 
Megatron, yeah, Julio yeah, Jones. Yeah. I don't even. I wouldn't put AJ Green. I mean, he's AJ's not as marvelous player. He's not as physical. Exactly. As Julio. Exactly. Julio but, is a big, fast man. Big, fast, strong, fifty-fifty plays plays every inch of his size mm-hmm. and every pound of his size. And uh, and when he gets rolling, whew, and they and I and I will say this, they do a great job. Of hiding him, he moves a lot. He'll play the slot. He'll play the outside receiver. Play every motion. They do everything with him to try to get the matchup. So it makes it hard. They don't want to get let you get a beat on them. Well, so what that does is like you ask this question, how you cover, and the easy, simple, stupid fan question or media question is, oh, just double him. Well, now if you're a defensive coordinator, you're Todd Wash. Okay, yeah, I want to double him, but based on his alignment, that will change the coverage of who will be bracketing this individual. And by mm-hmm. the way, if one time he's lined up outside, then he's the slot, then he's the inside guy of the bunch, the outside guy of the bunch, he's in motion. Can't do it. Like you, at some point, you can say, we'll double him when he's in this position, but you can't have draw up a scheme where you, you just chase him around with two people. Right. It doesn't work that way. Right. And so it's much more difficult than you think. And, and I promise you, people will be watching the game on Sunday. And I hope it doesn't happen, but I bet a lot of money Julio Jones is going to catch some balls because that's just what he does. And the and the fans watching are going to say, well, why don't you just double him? Well, the reason you can't double him so easily is because he's everywhere. He plays every he plays the X, the Y, he'll play the Z, he'll play the dub. I mean, he, he's moving all over the formation. So, uh, you know, they do a good job. They do a real good job of – disguising what they want to do and, and getting him matched up uh, one-on-one. Six consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. The last time he faced the Jags, he was over 100 yards receiving with nine receptions. And I know JP is one of his biggest fans because yeah, Alabama he's an guy. Alabama guy. Yeah. He loves the whole Falcons wide receiving core when Ridley's healthy too. Will you be wearing a Julio Jones jersey I on Sunday? <laughs> okay, no, we're just making you. sure. We're no, double-checking. No. Saturday night, though, I know you'll be wearing it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But not during the uh, not during the the game. No, uh-huh. no. Okay, just checking. Great player though. Uh, he's a great player. That, about, the, the one thing he doesn't do is score a, uh, an equal amount of touchdowns. Which you would think you'd think a guy think that size would be great it. in the red zone. And no, for whatever reason, he, he hasn't. Yeah, struggled. Kind of weird. How about the Falcons' defense? Quickly here. You know, is this a matchup where the Jaguars can move the ball a little more consistently? What's the deal with the Falcons? They defense? play fast. I'll give you the very fast. Hard. Grady Jarrett is a really good three. Really technique. good player. Uh, undersized. So I think if you can get a double on him and run at him mm-hmm. and power, I think you can get something going against him. But when he's one on one, he's gonna he's beat a you. Beast. Vic Beasley, speed guy, nothing else. Yeah, but he's playing. He's playing much better. He is playing better. I'm still not uh, super athletic. Terry McKinley is the guy they lost. I think Cam Robinson. If he has to go against Vic Beasley, that's going to be a tough matchup. You know who I worry more about is Adrian Claiborne against Cam. Yeah, he's physical. He's a physical guy who will work your inside shoulder, and if you turn, he's going to make it tough on you. So uh, they're not great. Um, they're playing better as of late, much Miss, better. Missing a couple guys, Trufant on IR. Yep. Yep. They also got the safety, Count O'Neill on IR. So, All right. Uh, let's come back in a moment on the Jaguars radio network, the Doug Marone Show, right around the corner. Tony's going to stick around. I like that. That'll do it for a Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. 